0: you're listening to the love is black podcast
1: with a host of fly
0: the love is dope
1: and the conversation's always wonderful.
0: welcome back it's the love is black podcast i'm Carice.
1: i'm harvey
0: and we are super excited for feminism <laughs>
1: Oh, yes, feminism. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you'll see what we mean, but yes, feminism.
0: We did have a conversation that was really good with that Black couple. Shout out to them. Um, Yeah, because they had a really good definition of feminism at least from
1: dr jen and her Yeah, she's books. the one that really broke it down
0: dr jen is amazing for so many other things mm-hmm. but she she definitely broke that down but it's specifically for black women oh, God. so just keep that in mind that you could always go back to that episode to mm. learn a little bit more about feminism, we've feminism. Touched, we're gonna touch on it today yes
2: we are
1: no yes doubt. we are oh,
0: yes I'm gonna feel all
1: up on it feel oh, okay no no no
0: no that's not, not feminism that's
1: like literally what you don't do <laughs> like don't be all feeling up of feminism. On exactly keep okay. your hands
0: to yourself exactly yeah <laughs> who
1: we were lucky enough to have on this episode would be that's kevin and josh and josh from dad's on purpose podcast fun dad's just talking about being daddy and how we just struggling and dealing with life as men I thought it was a very fun episode. I know you enjoyed it too.
0: Well, our audience is about to enjoy it.
1: But here's who we talk to. Let me give you some info. So first, Kevin. Co-host of Dad on Purpose podcast, Kevin S. Brigats, Brings a room to life with his high energy and passion. He is a dynamic and engaging speaker and coach with a passion to help individuals find purpose and to live to their full potential. There's more. Mr. Kevin's dedication to fulfill his own purpose in life has gained him over 10 plus years experience in serving youth and young adults in his community as a mentor an empowerment coach and a servant leader. He has served over 10,000 students through Tarrant County and local school districts, which many of them have graduated from high school currently attending college or pursuing family and careers. Mr. Kevin has also served over five years mentoring and coaching young teen fathers who are currently parenting or about to be parents as high school students, successfully serving over 1,000 young fathers at over 17 high schools. The Young Fathers Program provides teen fathers with mentorship, coaching, and resources needed to become great dads while completing their high school diploma. Mr. Kevin acknowledges that having the opportunity to impact the lives of individuals as speaker, mentor, or coach wouldn't be possible without his faith and support of his loving family, his wife, Delina, who is an educator, and his daughter, Kendall. Mr. Kevin's life mission is to engage, equip, and empower individuals to live intentionally with purpose. And that's Kevin.
0: That's Kevin. And the
1: other part of the podcast is Josh. You ready for a nice long description?
0: No. Let's
1: Josh Ashford. Here's his bio. Believer of Christ, husband of one, father of two.
0: Alrighty. That's it. And with that, enjoy the interview. Love is black, the podcast.
1: I'm honored. We have two dads on. I'm excited. Are you excited? There's three dads. We
0: have two on and me. There are three fathers.
1: <laughs> really, you corrected me already. We 15 seconds in. Wow. The brothers, Josh Ashford, Kevin Brigance from Dads on Purpose the podcast. What's good, gang, gentlemen? Gang. How y'all doing? Gang, gang, gang. What up? <laughs> okay,
2: yo, yo, yo. What's going on, y'all?
3: Good. Did you get muted, Kev?
2: I did. They cut me off be like that (laughs) first of all thank you very much for doing the
1: podcast as a father i love talking to other fathers i love talking to other black fathers
3: so it is an honor to be on with some more men not that i don't like moms but you know i was about to say like is this is it predominantly dominated by moms or what's Um,
0: no, but it should be. And I think that might be the uh, tone we take feminism to the next episode. Wow.
1: Just next week, mom feminism. and then the grandmother, exactly. stepmom, whatever. <laughs>
3: we about to have fun.
1: That's what I'm saying. So I love your podcast because even the name, Dad's On Purpose, I'm like that immediately attracted me. And then I yeah. watched and listened and saw – the subject matter that you guys get into. So I thought it was just gonna be dads this. Well, I changed a diaper this week. or well, you know, I did this oh. to help with homework and stuff, but it's so much
3: more. Oh, uh, yeah, so yeah. yeah, we, I can't, when was the last time you me? changed the diaper?
1: Uh, <laughs> I changed diapers, but then I didn't always do it the right way.
0: That's a thing. Yeah. We you well, to
3: elaborate on that one. What? Yeah. <laughs> If I didn't put I the
0: thing... I want to
1: hear
0: the story. No. It's not a long story. It's not a long story. The diaper wasn't on the way it was supposed to be on. I would go back and I'd like unbutton all them buttons and then have to fix the baby and then button back all the buttons. That's she would let me was leave it, Was this one time I mean, or this, was
3: this multiple times?
0: I mean, I, I didn't count.
3: Yeah, that's how many times.
0: So you know what once. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, she didn't tell me nothing. She I would just finish it. I'm like, oh my God, I changed my baby's diaper. And then I would go maybe get a glass of water. Meanwhile, she's in here doing work,
2: unbuttoning. Secretly. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, secretly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You
3: that it so that's my household, but that's with the dishwasher. Mm. Like I I load it, and then a- every time my wife fixes it. I'm like. She's like, at least you loaded it. She's like, I just want you because so here's the deal. I, you know what I'm saying? Like what? I've been married almost five years and I still like to use the same bowl. I don't understand why every time we do something, we got to get a new bowl or new plate. So I would just wrench mine off. I said wrench. Um, <laughs> I would just wrench it off. You <laughs> said put it there. But when I got married, my my wife, uses a new one every time. And so I'm used to just putting my five years in. I'm still used to putting mine in a sink. And she's like, the dishwasher's not full. And so I start putting things in there. But of course, I, I put them in there wrong. And so she's like, at least you put them in there. I'll fix it. So what's the point? Why don't I just leave them in a the sink? Anyway, you'll put them in there. Anyways. I'm done. That's the end of the story. We
0: appreciate the attempt. It's the attempt that matters, right? No, so that's he not attempted true. to change the diaper. You lot. attempted to mm-hmm. load, and that you get an A for effort. That's a lot.
1: That's a lot. Because when you was fixing that diaper, you wasn't doing it happily. You like this dude messed up again. You wasn't happy about it at all. I mean, there was no proper angle. Everything's weird. The baby's leg is all out. He don't know what he's doing. Like, the yeah. yeah. I mean, do we need to leave? And let y'all talk. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> I was doing a good job.
0: Can I tell you that the baby he's referencing is like 12? And so he's still like hung up on this. Like, this is fresh. It's real fresh. I'm, I'm not bitter, though. No. No.
3: I, you know, I know a guy for you guys to talk to. I don't, but I can find one.
0: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I don't need to talk got, to anybody. Yeah, we got,
2: She's we got, good. I'm good. We got, baby, we got baby trauma going on. Oh, <laughs> <my goodness.
3: laughs> I love it. I love
0: it. Oh, that's all right,
3: no. Boys,
1: like I said, I enjoy the pod. One of you, give us like a, not a biography, give us some info. What's the podcast? When somebody who doesn't know puts mm-hmm. on Dad on Purpose podcast, what are they going to get?
3: Kev, you want to take that one? You want me to take it? I mean, I could take it. That's fine. Because Kev's answers be Take long. it
2: for me because I'm getting some, and I don't know if I'm... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah no,
3: so real quick. So Dads on Purpose podcast right. is literally... A place for fathers to be better versions of themselves, and we do that through education, engagement, and entertainment. That's it. So there, there's really no subject matter that's off the table as long as, at the end of the day, um, our listeners leave better dads. Um, so we have, you know, grief coaches come on. Uh, we have, um, you know, someone talking about overcoming themselves. We have financial coaches coming on. We've had business coaches come on. Um, we have, uh, we have someone coming on uh, in the next month talking about anti-sex trafficking, like, and how men play a major role in that specifically fathers. Um, we, we have a, we got a lawyer coming on that focuses on special needs, um, children. So the rights of parents, um, like we don't, especially in our community, like we don't, you know what I'm saying? Like special needs, like we don't know nothing about nothing, no shade or whatever, but, Now we have an outlet. So, whether that's you that has a special needs child or you know someone, like you could be an advocate for them. So, that's really um, as long as our guests leave better fathers, um, better men, bro, there ain't nothing we can't talk about. And that's the beauty of it because it's not just changing diapers. What's the best stroller? You know what I mean?
0: I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. It would be nice, though. I was just going to volunteer to come on and be like the diaper coach and then just kind of like help (laughs) everybody figure out how to be better diaper. Is that going to be a
3: long episode? Because, I mean, we usually go 30, 45 minutes, sometimes an hour and a half. You get the homie Josh on, you get two passes on, Kev and Josh, and we didn't win an hour and a half. No, we had Kev, Josh, and KP. That was the longest episode. I think it was an hour and 45 minutes. I was like, yo, we got to (laughs) go.
2: Wow.
0: I mean, but yeah I you want to if you, to you to
3: want to come on and talk home. about diapers and you know pampers versus huggies and you know what's the best and you know how much butt paste you should put on by the way it's a lot i'm just saying <laughs> um
0: how do you know <laughs> i haven't i haven't taught you yet like how do you know it's a lot of butt paste i don't understand
3: what how do i know it's a lot of butt paste yes that's what my wife tell me. She just smother it on there. Okay. <laughs> okay. I trust
0: her. Feminism. I trust
3: her. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much why the, I um, you say feminism,
1: I go to the next question. So you say <laughs> <laughs> Is that the code word? <laughs>
3: feminism.
2: Feminism. Next. So.
1: Next. <laughs> oh, my goodness you guys have had every kind of guest. I enjoy it. And one, I love that you have so much content every week. I can depend on it, on an episode coming out. And I love that. Um, is there a particular subject matter that you haven't touched upon that you want to touch on?
3: Yeah. I mean, we, uh, Kev, we talked about that. Uh, that's a constant conversation because... Yeah. We don't want to keep doing the same thing, right? Like, Kev, what are what are some that you've you've wanted to like, do?
2: Like some of the some of the things that just coming up recently, like how to deal with uh, for and me and Josh, like like we said, these come up all the time. So we have like little notepads that we're writing down. But right now, I got three that pops up in my head right now. The first one is um, as a parent, how to handle um, your child going through, you know, gay and sexual, you know, just gay and sexual identity. And how do the parents handle that? You know, because parents in our mind have one way that we think our kids are going to be, but not knowing or discovering um, how our kids are actually feeling with their sexual identity. Um, And I think that's an important conversation to have. That's something that's out there. Um, Also, just talking about uh, socializing, period, like our kids and socializing and being able to stay connected I think there's a, it's an art. Like, I think it's an art between not only just the schools, but it's also an art between the parents connecting our kids to communities. So um, I think, you know, those are just two that I can think off the top of my head. Um, And like, thinking outside of parenthood, like, how do you go and get it? Like, I want somebody on there that's going to tell us the truth about you know a lot of times your situations from being successful is not your circumstances it's you you need to get off your butt and get the work if you got dreams if you got goals get off your butt and go and get those things because even though you are individual you're still a parent and being a parent is connected to you being an individual. And so if you have goals and dreams and things that you're trying to reach, your yeah. kids are going to be our direct product of that. So we don't want to just talk about fatherhood. We want to try to work on the whole man. We want to try to work on the whole parenthood. We want to, yeah. we want to extend ourselves, especially when we bring on our guests like Dr. G, who is a phenomenal woman who uh, uh, loves women and uh, loves men and loves fathers. Feminism. And she wants, yeah. <laughs> then we have, you know, Dr. Tony Cunningham, who comes on and talk about grief and um, the, the dynamics of grief. And, you know, for, especially for a black community, we're talking about black fathers. We, we don't recognize grief as we should just because we live in a toxic environment. So we see death and we see all of these things without knowing like this is not normal. Um, and so those are the type of topics and things that I really enjoy. Um, and just my, with my background, just being in coaching and developing, like I want to, we, we really want to make sure the people that we have on, is just not coming in here and giving us fluff. Like we want to see some, we need some information and some things and some re- results. Like we're going to have fun. We go laugh, we go joke. But out of all of that, what are the tools that we're providing our audience in order for them to be the best man, that they could be the best father, that they could be the best husband
3: that could be. Dang. Yeah. We've uh we have turned away a lot of people. Um, because you know, it's especially and it, no shade. Again, I, I say this all the time, like no shade because I ain't trying to shade out nobody out there. Um our community doesn't re- really understand o- on a grand scale, you know, what these podcasts should look like. Um they just like, oh, you got you know what I'm saying, oh I want to come on, I wanna talk about my story, I wanna tell you about you know, how I made it through. <laughs> no. I love you life No, oh, like what you talking about? Oh I, you know what I'm saying I just want to talk about my story you know what I'm saying how my struggle, how I made it through and how you know my walk with the Lord. hey, I appreciate it no what what you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, so like one of my uh, biggest uh, um, topics that I want to come get right now is that we're working on it right now, working on a plan I think it's sometime in March. Um, I want to have a sleep doctor come on and, and talk about the importance of sleep um, as a man, as a parent, um, as a husband. Um and, and all of those things and how that affects again your parenting, your your success in business and things like that. Because one, because I suffer from sleep apnea. So I go to bed at 8 or 9 p.m. I wake up at one. I'm up until like 3:30, 4 o'clock. Um, and then I go back to sleep a little bit till like 5:30 till a little mama wake up and then you know what I'm saying, game on. Um, so that's that's one of the biggest topics that I wanna that I'm focusing on. So we we should have that um wrapped up shortly but yeah i mean i man the, the podcast started just honestly as an outlet and it's really like what topics do we want to talk about because we got questions <laughs> you know what i mean and if we got questions we're sure other people got yeah, questions yeah absolutely <laughs> right was that a long answer was that too long That was the answer. That's what it was meant to be. I'm going to shorten it up. I'm going to give bullet point answers, man. No, 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 no. no. Make this a 15-minute episode. (laughs)
2: No, no, that's too quick. No.
1: You got any thoughts there, Mama, on sleep?
0: Oh, my gosh. I have a lot of thoughts on sleep. But we're not going to get into that because I would take over the whole podcast. you got a professional.
1: If you're dead serious about talking about sleep,
3: yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, it. How, wait. Why, why are you a professional?
0: Uh, we, my books are in the background here. I, I can't
3: where... read those. I see yellow, red, and green.
0: Do you see yellow, red, and green? Really? Oh. Really? So I have folders. a book. It's called "Accomplished: How to Sleep okay. Better, Eliminate Burnout, and Execute Goals." It talks Bro. about a lot of um, a lot of the things people don't talk about when it comes to mm. sleep and sleep apnea. That it's really the root of it is getting. Down to your breathing and your oral facial musculature and your craniofacial development and how all of that is key. I know. <laughs> it went right over the head, right? So now I have to explain those things, which is why I didn't want to talk about
1: it. <laughs> once we once we jump off the air, you know, she can narrow that down. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yo, know, feminism. Like, how, feminism. How you... She said feminism. Like, I got I come with it. So next question, because I <laughs>
0: This is the word of the today, apparently, <laughs> that's
2: the name of the episode. <laughs> Feminism,
3: bro. we gonna get some looks. Uh, oh, name that the episode. No, I don't, I don't even care, but people are gonna be like,
0: what?
2: Feminism,
3: <laughs>
0: nothing. Anyway, would you guys consider yourselves feminists?
3: I don't know, I don't know the full, elaborate, detailed meaning of that, so I'm gonna say no.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. okay, it's
3: a good answer, it's a fair answer.
0: Uh, it's a nice escapist answer. Ooh, it's
1: like, ooh, she called you escapist. It's like a PR answer. Is that
0: what we call that?
3: Ooh, politically correct. I mean, if, if you want rela- to yeah, so, give me the definition, public relations.
2: If you want to give me the
3: definition, we could talk about it.
2: I think I think that's fair. So, if what's the definition of feminism that we're going by? Mm.
0: Mm. i think it varies honestly uh it does and i think honestly (laughs) that when it comes to black women there's a different kind of feminism Mm -hmm. right okay there is the mainstream feminism which is more about like i don't know meeting some level of equality that they feel like is missing but with Mm -hmm. black women it's like we not even wear other races are, and then on top of that, we have all these other barriers. So feminism is really about empowering Black women. Oh, well then, yeah. Well, that's yeah, absolutely. I got a Black child. Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I got a blackish wife. You know what I'm saying? I got a blackish kid. Yeah.
2: No, no. I think I think we have to be careful because oftentimes we throw those terms around, and um, especially in our circles. Uh, sometimes those terms could, as as well-meaning as they could be, they could be detrimental because of the history that lags with it. And I just want to make sure that as we, as I talk and get involved in those things, because I don't need nobody trying to troll me about their feminism, because I love all people, especially our Black women, right? So, um, like, I just, that's why we kind of we kind of make sure what we're hearing and what we're saying aligns to our beliefs and who we are as individuals. Because, granted, you know, ain't nothing equal in life, y'all. Just like if we if we really if you really want to be real, ain't nothing equal in life. And so, mm-hmm. some people want to be equal in things that's not necessarily what we supposed to be equal in. Like, I want to be mm-hmm. at this pe- I want to be at this pedestal that somebody, somebody else built. Instead of being out of a pedestal that somebody built for me to be on, they didn't make this job for you. They didn't make this money for you. They didn't make mm-hmm. this world for you. So you need to go out there and carve out your own world, and then say, "Hey, hey, little mom, this is what you want to do. How can I support you? Hey, bro, is this what you want to do? How can I support you?" And so your equal, your your equality comes out the value of who you are as an individual that you can give back. And I think oftentimes for me, I can't say it for anybody else, I have to really tread thinly because as, as a coach and as a as a person that wants to develop people, I want to make sure we're not just carrying on these words as mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't, oh, woe is me. Well, really, woe is you because you first, like, you know, what do you need to do for you first before you say what society has done
3: to you? Because-
2: if we really, as black people sitting on here, we shouldn't be on this Zoom call because of what the world has done to us. So,
3: you know, this, so this is—I know we're getting off topic, and we're not even talking about feminism no more. But <laughs> I'm saying that. So, the so the big the big homie Et um, Eric Thomas for y'all don't know number one motivational speaker in the world, my coach. Um, he he said something so perfect one time, and it, and it just like resonated with my spirit, and I was just like, mm, "That's exactly how I think." He was, he was giving a speech and he was like, yo, it's something called racism in this world and it's always going to be there. He was like, I already know that being born as a black man, I'm down by 40. Like from the, from the word get-go, I don't care. Where do I want to go? Okay, cool. I know I have to get there. I, so I know I, I got to work harder than everybody else. That's just the way it is. Is it right? Absolutely not. But that's what it is. And So if you understand that, it, it really doesn't matter. Like, yeah, yo, I'm all for empowerment and everything like that. But I, I think people also un- understand that it's not equal. It's not fair. It's never going to be fair. It's never going to be equal. You look at this whole uh, uh, Brian Flores, Miami Dolphins head coach, you know, all this thing with the NFL and whoop to whoop, like, yeah, the, the, yeah. they didn't invent the, the game so that we could benefit. Like people like, oh, without black people, the NFL wouldn't be there. without black and brown people, this country wouldn't be here. True. Like people (laughs) get mad at you know what I'm saying? Like people get mad at the uh you know I'm saying capitalism and and these big corporations for taking all this money. But here's the deal at the end of the day, regardless, however they got their money, there was a lot of rich white people that put their money up and and bought the sugar canes and bought the the coffee beans and (laughs) brought them all so that you can blend them. Otherwise, you would have to go and travel over here and over there and make the you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's a lot of they they built the system for them. Yeah. Now you gotta play their game. Exactly. We already down, cool. Let's, what we gotta do. That's my horse.
0: But that's so, but that's- that's Very educated responses. I like that. that (laughs) I like it. Mm -hmm. But but we got to
2: thinking like that. They created the rules. And now we just and so we get so mad about the rules that created. We need to just take the principles and start with what we got. And so I'm on a whole totally different level on that type of thinking right now. But I'm just saying like we we can't like it's 2021. Google is it's a 2022, beast. 2022. Google is a beast. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like I, I I talk to even I talk to my child. Like, hey, if you want to be successful with your gifts and your talents. This is not the time for you to tell me what you can't do. This is not the time to tell me how bad school is. This is not the time I'm buying you things. I'm surrounding you with things in order for you to be the best individual that you can be. So this is, I, and, and I take all of that because sometimes mm-hmm. I think as parents, we take this, this ideas and these concepts on how we feel against the world. And then we don't just try to handle it and build something for our families. What we do is we turn around and say, oh, baby, I wish you could be great. But...
0: Hmm.
3: You know what the most powerful word in the English language is?
2: What?
3: It's a question. You yes. can guess. What's What's the most powerful word? Yes. How?
0: How? Oh, how?
3: Because when when you ask the word how how you you turn your brain your brain starts to think like how can I get it done like you know when when we when we teach people like. I can't, that limits them. When we talk about the word how, now you gotta figure it out, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I wanna be president. I can't be president. Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, how can I be president? Okay, what, what do I need to do? Okay, I, I've never volunteered. I don't know nothing about politics. Okay, so I need to get involved in the local politics. Okay, cool. Okay, now I'm involved in local politics. Okay, now I gotta win a race. Okay, cool. Okay, now that I did that, I need to network. Okay, Like, like when we start asking how, like it, it, it changes your thinking, and, and there's no limit. Like, listen, like the the homie Nikki, uh, shout out her IG. I think it's it's Nikki's, but uh, she 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 said, no, 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 it wasn't her. It was Steve Harvey because they asked Steve Harvey, like, yo, did you ever think you could be a judge? And Steve Harvey was like, yo, like Donald Trump was a president. Like, no shade, no t. Regardless whether you like him or not, yeah, Irrelevant. Yeah, they made an entertainer a president. Yeah. So if an entertainer can be a president, why are there limitations on what you can do? The problem is you're not asking the question, how?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how we got down this road, but... That's okay.
0: (laughs) Okay.
3: (laughs) Feminism. (laughs) Exactly.
0: That's how we got here. (laughs) I mean, as a rules the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think just as important as how is who sometimes, because oftentimes mm. there are people who have already made a path to this thing. I mean, mm-hmm. occasionally yeah. you might be the first to do something, right? Mm-hmm. But oftentimes mm-hmm. there's somebody who's come before you and done the thing. And so sometimes- Yeah, but if you, but if you ask the question actually,
3: how, then it's like, okay, let me follow the path that, they, Ooh. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying though. Anyways, yeah. progress, feminism.
0: Yeah. I mean, life feminism. is also about <laughs> who you know, right? So the more you try to get yourself attached to somebody who, who's been there, who's done that, who knows yeah. the ropes, who knows that thing, you're trying to become president, all right. You need a poli-sci major. You need somebody who's well-connected in the group who will get you in. And so- mm-hmm.
3: It's a horrible idea, by the way, just FYI. Like to that.
0: become yeah. president?
3: Yeah. Oh my gosh! that's still my dream. oh yeah. crush it yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and i, I want I wanna say this. I think we also have to be careful with the the who because the who can chase you down a rabbit hole that gets you to nowhere like there's especially when you talk to politics, right? if i i see I witnessed it myself. Oh, you hungry? you want to be somewhere? I'm going to pour into you, use you for my benefit all the way up to where you feel like you're gonna get where you're trying to get to. So we have to be very careful when we say the who, because the who can always be, could could sometimes be the detriment to your success. Because, yeah. and, and and we also have to make sure the who starts with me first, because God gave you that idea. So he's gonna give you the, the why and mm-hmm. all the, and sometimes those ideas, people, you know, especially if you don't know who you are. When we invite people into our, our, our zone, that could be real, real, real bad. Like, and, and I think that's what happens to a lot of us, especially as Black men and as Black women. We, we want, we have a, 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 a how, and we mm-hmm. search immediately for a who, who doesn't care about my how, my me, my inner me, my outer me, my big toe, and so I hung out with them for five years, and now I'm crushed, right? Yeah. And so now I now I can't develop brotherhood with other black men because of that one guy who took me for five year or six year or ten year long law, law, and I got nothing out of it. So we really do have to be careful with the who, because the who yeah. will come as long as I'm working towards my how or, you know, my why. Uh, yeah, but so. if you,
3: I think on who, if you use them as a as a beacon instead of a like direct guide, I Mm -hmm. think you'll be straight. Cause when I, so like when, when you, 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 the trouble in, in the who in general is like, you you never know what someone did to get there. I mean,
0: when I think about, like, I
3: think about like Inky Johnson, like Inky Johnson, multimillionaire motivational speaker, but like, he's got a paralyzed Mm -hmm. arm. And like, so like if you have a paralyzed arm, you think you could be ink, but like, you don't know ink's upbringing. So like, Mm -hmm. then I think about, Mm -hmm. you know, Tyler Campbell, our, you know, our our next guest on our show, son of an NFL Hall of Famer, multiple sclerosis, first player ever in the history to play D1 football with multiple sclerosis. So now if you have multiple sclerosis, you might think that, you know, you could play which you probably can, but you don't like Tyler has access to different resources as Mm a son of an NFL Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Like he Mm -hmm. grew up on the West side of Austin, money. Yeah, um, he, he, you know, what I'm saying he took clinical trials, which you probably can do too at at 22 or at 20, mm-hmm. 21, and something like that. So like, y- you don't know what someone did to get there. So get there, the yeah, who, you, you just got to be good. careful with that. Um, as a beacon, yes, but as a direct guide, yeah, 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 you might want to check some things out. <laughs> Sorry, we could talk, y'all.
1: No, no. <laughs> that's why. <wild. laughs>
3: This is water, by the way. I had a question, but you, you but we, this said is not water, by the we way. can't be used water. <laughs> no, it's kind of throwing. Just say your question. So just <laughs> say
2: your question. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. go. Yeah, say your question. Come on. Oh, they <laughs> all
1: Okay, so as fathers, each of you, what do you each personally find the most challenging about being black fathers in our sus in our society?
0: Hmm. Look at you. you go first, you go first, I
3: Josh. Since you got want, the youngest one, like I first goal of a father, man, is keep him off the pole. Like let's just keep it hundred. Like wow, that's that's the first goal of a father is to keep him off the pole. So hey, baby girl, but um, but as a black father, you know, there's a lot of doors um, that have um, historically been closed, and I want my daughters, my girls, to understand that there's absolutely no limits on them, and so. I think the hardest part for me is one, um, figuring out how to encourage them, whatever it is that they want to be or or do, um, and then finding those resources, even at three and 18 months. So like my, well, my oldest daughter, she has a, a fascination right now with rocket ships and airplanes and, and like everything. She's like, yeah, she's like, I'm gonna get on this big boat. I'm gonna fly this airplane. I'm gonna go on this rocket ship. And so some people may put that off as like, oh, you're three, but no, 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 no. Okay. Like if this is what you want to do, cool. Okay. So I, I didn't bought her like right there. I bought her some STEM wooden block. I talked to some of my buddies that are STEM teachers, teaching robotics and things like that. I was like, okay, what do I need to buy them? Like, what, what do we need to be doing? He's like, Hey, start, start building with them. Okay, cool. My brother-in-law, he uh, he's an engineer. He builds like the airline seats that you sit in. Like he designs those like, and so like the, we were just watching something today. She made us, she, she make us, but we were watching, um, the Emirates, uh, a 380 bus, like whatever it's one of their luxury, like airlines, but it was a tour of the inside of it. I was like, okay, baby girl, you want to fly these planes? Like, let's look inside. Like, what does this look like? And so they took us through coach and took us through business class. And then we, my wife was like, oh, that first class, they only got 14 seats in a shower. Like Um, but, but so now she's seeing what that looks like. And so we're watching video, you know what I'm saying? So like we were watching rocket ships take off. This is all today. And so I'm like, okay, how can I encourage her? Okay. So then at the same time I'm encouraging, but how can I find the resources to make sure that this happens? So now I'm gonna start looking at STEM, you know, uh, uh, camps over the summer. Like if this is still what she wants to do, um, she has an affinity for dance and gymnastics. Cool. You and I got like right next to me, I'm actually in my kid's playroom. So this is, this is, I don't have a a place. Like there's a kitchen over there. There's a kit bar right here. Um, But yeah, my daughter, she loves uh, ballet and dance and she loves gymnastics. She's three. I bought her a kit bar. If y'all don't know what a kit bar is, it's like, it's like, if you think about the the parallel bar or the uneven bars, it's just one of those bars. Um, Yeah. So both my girls love playing on that. So like what, whatever you want to do, baby girl, I'm blessed to be in a position um, that we can make some shake. We, we can't do everything, but we don't say we could do a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We might have to get the great value kind, but we, we gonna make some shake, right? Um, so I think that's the, that's the hardest part for me as a, as a black man um, raising black daughters is, is making sure that I'm feeding into them whatever they're interested in and not limiting their beliefs. Kev.
2: So that's the zero to eight. And then you enter the eight, nine, 10s, 11, 12s when you're doing everything that you possibly can do to make sure they're exposed, you're doing everything they possibly can do to make sure they get what they need. But then I'm thinking, you know, okay, nobody in here looks like her. Man, they're really like her, but what are they saying to her behind closed doors? Who is she finding her identity in? Mm. Do they really care about her? Does she recognize she's black? Mm like that's what I I'm dealing with now you know as a as Mm -hmm. a a teen father right so we talk about the foundations and making sure our kids get everything that they need but then as I got older as a dad and getting into the teen years and I'm recognizing the circles that I'm putting her in and then I'm recognizing it's less and less of us because not many of us are you know number one in Fort Worth we're 12 percent as an African American community in Fort Worth so we're already limited in numbers but at the same time the saturation of the arts is not there they don't love the arts as she does so it's like I want her to be able to have this exposure but I don't want her to lose her culture I want her to have this exposure but I don't really want her to know who she is because who we are not because of what is projected on her you know what I mean um so, so I think those are the type of things that I think of as a black father, because of, of course, yeah, we go get in there and do our thing. But at the end of the day, I, I'm really concerned about just her identity and that her identity, number one, is in Christ and then her identity with her culture, because I never want her to, it's easy for us to look at our people because mm-hmm. we're exposed and on one level and say, you know what, that's cool, but that's not what I, I want when that's who you are. Mm-hmm. And regardless of how your friends treat you when you get in the real world, you may go to a party that 's not meant for you, and i don 't want that to be her, yeah, and I have to go up there and blow somebody up. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean so um so those <laughs> are just really and and it's twenty 2020, twenty it's twenty twenty two and it's a shame we still have to think like that, but um Yeah, it's it's still real and relevant in my soul today. And my hope is nothing more is that she knows who she is as an individual, that she knows and gets to love her culture and that she gets to share her culture with her friends.
3: Yeah. Kev, I think that that lately, though, like it's changed, right? Like we, I, Kev, when did we graduate college? You graduated Mm -hmm. what, 2007, 2008, five? Five. Yeah. So you graduate to college 2005. I graduate 2010. Um, and and th- there's been, the, and even in that time, there's been this shift of like, love your blackness, love your brownness. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's a lot more uh, visible in, in general. And so I think from when Kendall was born, cause Kendall's 13, what well, she's mm-hmm. she about to be 13, right? So 14. My be kids 14 were born, there's she- a lot more, uh uh exposure of you know love love your skin love you um and so even for us like we we buy a lot of you know black books you know what i'm saying like tay Diggs has a book mm-hmm. called chocolate me my daughter loves that book she don't know what it's about she sees a cupcake he's not talking about cupcakes um <laughs> you know what i'm saying like we we got um, there's a lot of these books called like Lola in the Garden and things like that, that like are these are some of her favorite books. And so she's getting to see herself. Um, I, I think about the show Doc McStuffins, like it's about a black doctor. Um, I think the the uh, musical play Hamilton, you know what I mean? Like a, all black cast, like there's a lot more exposure. And I don't want to say acceptance, but uh, it, it's making it easier for you uh for us to to ex- to love ourselves, right the world the world hey the world's still gonna paint the picture what they want to paint it but we, do, we don't have to be what the world says we are right like there's this whole stigma of like black fathers aren't involved bro i don't know no black fathers that's not involved actually i know like Me neither. Three, but like i don't really like <laughs> um you
0: know what I
3: mean? but like for the most part black dads bro we there we We've yeah. been there, yeah. and so I don't know where the stigma has come from. And so, you know, when the world tells you that you're not there, but it's just like, oh, but bro, I this is what I see. Um, so I, I you know where that
2: stigma come from? Stop saying. I know where it you know from. where that stigma come from.
3: I know. I I know where it comes from, but that's uh, again, like, bro. I look. I was born. I'm down by forty. I don't care. Like, just <laughs> kidding. You know what I mean? Like, but I. I yeah, you—you yeah, you say you live in a but, city that's twelve percent black, bro. Do you know how I many, bro? I think there's twelve people that are black in my city. <laughs>
2: you, you know where I live. I, yeah, and you know and, and, where and I live. I, and and you know when I say those things too, because you know me too. Like I was, y'all. I grew up that black guy that was white, right? So I understand the that's dynamic. I understand. <laughs> I understand. You know the, but I also understand the the lack of exposure on their part does that make yeah. sense so it, oh. it, it's not a, it's not intentional it's not a intentional i'm gonna stab her and hurt her it's one of those lack of exposure things because they just grew up in that community and know nothing else and they're like hey kendall and it's like and she gets her heart broken you know what i mean and and so those those are the type of things i've been there hey kevin that's i be like hey bro next time don't invite me to nothing like this you know what i mean like and, and having to have those tough conversations but because of my exposure i was able to uh, adapt to those things and so when i look at my kid i look at her 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 naiveness you know you know how you look at your kids like yeah. and she, you know the the want and desire to have community uh mm. with all kids right now right all kids yeah. are desiring to have community so i'll take a little hurt just to be with this community. And then you do that for so long. And when you become an adult, you're like, what's wrong with my kid? And then after you go to the hospital and rescue them from their breakdown, they tell you, well, you know, when I was 13, Susie did this to me. Mm. And then all of the kids, you know? And so those yeah. are some of the, and, and, and those are just some of the fears of mine. Because uh, even being a youth minister, like I'm seeing kids and walking with kids and it's like, they're going through things they don't even talking to their parents about. And that's what I don't want for my kid. I want my kid to be able to have that connection with me and her mother, where whatever she's going through, we can, we can work that out.
0: how said- do you foster that? How do you foster that type of relationship where they feel, well, one, they need to have a healthy fear, right? That's just mm-hmm. good parenting. There should be some healthy fear. That way they keep themselves out of enough trouble, right? But then <laughs> also that safety and security that if they tell you something, Mm-hmm. Not gonna, yeah, not. yeah for, for
2: for me it's for me i took it from 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 my standpoint right i look back at my parents and how they raised me god bless shirley and garfield again i love y'all y'all are the best parents in the world but i wanted my dad to talk more to me what do i mean my dad man we cut the grass we He taught me how to do oil changes. I know how to do spark flip. Man, I could take a whole engine out the car. You know what I mean? Like my dad did that, but he didn't say, hey, son, let's just, you know, what's up? Like, how are you feeling? Mm. What are you thinking? You know, why did you do that? And so when we got Kendall into Montessori school, the Montessori school we was at, we did um, um, uh, Love and Logic was their basis for their study. And so um, for me, I was like, well, I knew how I grew up, but I wanna grow up differently. And what they taught me was your kid is a person, it's an individual. Mm -hmm. So when they ask you, when they're as a kid, when they say, hey mom, why is the moon white? Boy, shut up, go go to your room and go play, right? That's what we normally do, right? So at that moment and at that point, you have turned off the communication between you and your kid, instead of saying, you know what, the moon is white because the moon is in the sky. And the sun, you know, however you explain it, right? You don't have to be a scientist. You can go look it up. You know what? I don't know. Let's look that up. The problem is, is that we, want, we need to want to communicate with our kids to establish that communication with our kids. Now, do some of our kids talk, talk too much? Absolutely. But you know what, Johnny? We just sat here and talked for 25 minutes. So right now, I need you to take this. It's mommy's time. It's daddy's time. Daddy got to go focus on this. So now it's your time mm-hmm. to go and play, you know, and that's love and logic, right? It's like, hey, we spent this time together, we good, you should be good, I'll see you in the next 30 minutes and make sure you good, right? But I've given you that time and we have to be conscious of making the time to talk. Um, the problem hmm. is, is we, we hadn't had anybody talk to us. So since nobody really talked to us, then how am I gonna talk to somebody else?
3: Facts.
2: You know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody talked to me with a kid, so how am I gonna talk? how, how am I gonna talk to my kid? well, you talk to your kid on their level. So, so what I start doing is if we're driving and she's like, Oh daddy, what is that? Oh, that's a truck. What cut. And then now I'm starting a conversation. What color is that truck? Kendall red. Oh, cool. What else do you see? Do you see that bus? Yeah. What, 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 what did he do? Oh, it made a left turn. Awesome. You know, like Mm -hmm. we have to, we have to get out of our minds that kids are, things they're not just things they're human beings a sponge ready to be soaked up and whatever we do whatever listen whatever you do to your kid your kid will turn out so when your kid turns 16 you're like i don't know what's wrong with my kid you did it you did it (laughs) what you mean you don't know what's wrong with your kid you did it you didn't spend enough time with them you didn't give them affirmations you didn't confirm in them you didn't whatever it is like you did it. And so, and that's why I take parenting so seriously because I'm creating a better version of me and my wife. I'm, and, in order for me to do that, I have to give her what I've never had. I have to pour into her what I've always wanted. We have to do what we've always wanted done for us. And so I think once we start changing our viewpoints and start really looking at it at that aspect, then now I'm starting to have these conversations at a young age. Scientifically, it's proven That if you start talking to your baby at at a young age, when they can't talk, don't, oh no, boo, -boo -boo go, go, oh, look at my. No, talk to them as as you would talk to an adult. They will learn their words faster. They will speak faster. They will read faster. Um, True fact, men, men help children read by the age of three faster than any, faster than women. Why? Because men sometimes are so animated and their voice is so soothing to the kid that those, that's the big, and it's scientific, now I'm telling y'all, y'all you're all looking at me like, man, feminism, no. Men <laughs> really, You, you, then, you, we, it is scientifically proven that men help their kids read by third grade if they read to their kids, because the voice and the animation of our reading engages the kids, and then the kids are more likely wanting to read because of the dad read to so. them. I'm just saying, like, we have to put in the work. Raising a a human being is not like, hey, here's your iPad or I'll talk for you for five minutes because that's all I got and I got something else to do. We have to invest in those type of relationships. You have to invest in, you know, yeah, we didn't want to go out outside in the snow today, but I was all up in her face. You know what I mean? Like, we have to invest in those things um, um, in order for to to, uh, get what we expect out of those relationships. And is it easy? Man, y'all, it's not easy. Like, she hates, like, I could tell now. She's 13. She's like, I don't feel like talking to you today, Daddy. You know what I mean? And, and, and so now we're just developing that this new personality. She's becoming a different person. She's not my 8, 9, 10-year-old anymore. She's a 13, she's a preteen, well, she's a teenager. So she's really starting to develop her character and her identity. So we really just have to jump in and make sure that we start talking to our kids as if we want to have that conversation as they're 30 and growing in age. I'm
3: long-winded, y'all. Bro, I I was about to text you. <laughs> that
0: was perfect. He was in a flow. I wasn't
3: going to disrupt that. Listen, listen. Kev and I <laughs> have this conversation all the time. I love Kev. Kev to life, bro. I tell him all the time, I'm like, Kev, when you make a good... And so this is this is me. Uh, this is why I do it. I'm like, Kev, because he made some solid points in there. And I'm like, I need you to take a breath so I can clip it up. If you keep running, I can't clip it up, bro. So like, I just, I just lost, you just gave like five minutes of fire. Cause I can't do, I can't put a, a video out there. I'm trying to make a reel. I'm trying to make a seven second reel. No, no, that was, those, those that was a lot. Of, that was good, bro. That was, that was a lot of fire. Do I got time? Yes. Uh, well, I don't forget what I had to say. Anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, so so you asked the question, you know, how do we foster that? And, and Kev gave such a fantastic answer. And so for me, it, it's like you, you start those conversations. You, you ask those questions. They ask a lot of questions. My daughter asks a lot of questions. And for the most part, I answer them all. And, and so one, I, kids deserve answers. People think kids on the for people like our culture especially, thinks like you're supposed to be seen and not heard. No, 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 no. OK, big mama gone. Love you to life. She gone. That's not the way we do it. Like kids deserve answers because there's a reason they're asking questions um, and they, they might not understand something. So I answer most of her questions. But at the same time, I want to be that person she can come to when she has questions or when there's something going on. And I can already see that developing now. Like my three year old, she's she's way more of a daddy's girl. And when she's acting out, nine times out of ten, it's because I haven't given her a lot of attention. Like it's because I've been doing something. And so how do I how do we we foster that? Like I, I I just spend time. And so now um I know like we we talk about, you know, what happened at school. I don't even ask anymore because she just talks. So we'll be driving in the van on the way home and she'll just be telling me about what happened at school. And I'll be like, oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll ask some more questions. Just fostering that relationship. And I I don't and you know what I'm saying, Kev, Kev's got a 13 year old. I got three year old. So I only know how to be a dad to a three year old and an 18 month old. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. what, that's what I think it is. But at the same time, I have nieces that are 11, 15, you know, 18, and I do the same things with them and their parents are amazed at the information that I can get from them. One, cause I'm not their parent, but two, because I sit there and I listen to them and I allow them to be them and express in their world and and just hear what they're saying. And, and, and so I think it's still going to work. I don't know. Go ahead.
2: It, I, I have something for that too. Like some people say, I can't get that out of my child.
3: Hmm.
2: I would die if, if Kendall only felt comfortable talking to somebody else. That's how That's how serious we need to get as parents. Like you would die if your husband cheated on you talking about your personal life to them right you'd be like you cheated on me you told him all my you know you're 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 connecting with them for emotional support and blah 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 blah." that's how i feel like i i really want to like my desire is to make sure that i am the first as as much as possible so that i can get the right support because oftentimes i think if we don't try our best to make that connection with them and say why i don't know how to connect them because you're not asking the right question and then, and then number one, not, not, not number one, number one is your relationship with your child. You need to go and reconcile with your kid. If your kid feels uncomfortable with you, there's something in the past or there's something that you've done that you might not even feel like it was a big thing that hurt your kid. And so they're holding on to that. We have to reconcile with our kids. We're the parent, but we could be wrong sometimes too. Does that make sense? And so a lot I of think times. like, we have to work through reconciliation and know this is your flesh and blood. You should know your kid. Like, I just, to me, that just like, man, I can't reach my kid. You're not, man. I wish somebody, man would. I I know where Kendall is. I know how to get to her and I can get her. Another thing I wanted to say was when we talk about conversations is grown, this is a grown folk conversation where you have your grown folk conversation at your grown folk time. When there's kids in the area and there's kids around because it's stifling, right? It's like, oh, I want to have this grown folk conversation. So when my kid approaches me and then they start listening, ear hustling, you want to be mad because you decided to have a conversation that was in the right, appropriate time to have that conversation. We need to be more responsible as individuals, as grown people, and not mm. try to put these responsibilities on our kids. Beat sitting in your place. They're a child. How are they going to know their place? What they're doing is mimicking what you do. So when they start cussing, because they heard you cussing, person 150 million times
3: feminism (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) that part
1: (laughs) well said just to kind of jump on that i'm a father of three girls and for me the big issue i see i'm not outside forces are what i'm concerned with Mm. i have a 12 year old who is attached to social media all this stuff is being thrown at them. And I feel like it kind of paints her opinion about herself, about mm-hmm. society, about this and that. And how do you guys think, what's the best way to kind of measure, to kind of not control, but kind of keep in a measured way, what social media, TV, music, entertainment, all the influx of information your kids will get.
3: Okay. Like, I, I so like... Like so, so Kev, yeah, you could do it at the house, but when they at school, like you, you can't. Like what? what, So my, I think about my fifteen-year-old niece, absolutely like fantastic child. Like don't she don't cause trouble about nothing, about nothing, not never, 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 ever. Um, but she when she got to high school, um, you know, she started, she started smelling herself, and 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 not not necessarily in a bad way, but I, I remember she went to this pool party and. She uh she posted a picture. She was in a bikini. She had a little cover on, and she like did the little lean back, whatever. blah 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 blah. And uh, her parents didn't see it, but I did. And so we were at a uh, so she was at the pool party. I'm with her parents. You know what I'm saying? We having some libations, whatever. It's a barbecue. We you know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, hey, my brother-in-law on the grill. I'm like, you see this picture? And uh, he was like, I he like. Physically got upset. Mm-hmm. Um, now, part of it is, I don't think he wanted to blow up because that's his stepdaughter and like they've been married for like three, four years. Um, and so I was texting my niece, like, hey, did you talk to your mom about this picture? Because I know you're not supposed to be posting pictures like this. And so she's like, it's fine. She's like, you know, my friends are doing it. And da 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 da. She's like, it's not that bad, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yo, baby girl. I said, listen. I don't even care if you take the picture, keep it on your phone. I said, you don't need to put that out there in social media land. And and then her mom found out about it. And so there was a big ordeal. The picture came down, blah, 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 But it's just like, I I don't think you can, you can't, like you can control your house, but outside influences are always going to be there. Like you can't control what, sally sitting next to them is showing to to the group like yeah you could be like oh baby girl you need to walk away but it just i think from my perspective it's just about the values and the morals and how you raise your child um you know we're we're raising kids we're we're guiding them we we don't tell them where to go you know what i'm saying we're we're, we're raising adults and so they're gonna make mistakes they're gonna figure it out on their own um but what you would hope is that. If they do start doing things that are like that, they would have conversations with you, or that you would have access to their social media. Now, you know what I'm saying. My my boss, bless his heart, his his daughter, uh, she, yeah, she kind of wild. But he just found out she she just graduated high school. But he just found out about uh Snapchat's uh for your own eyes only section, and he about had a conniption. Like he was just I was like, bro, you didn't know about that. He's like, no. He's like, they they can hide stuff. I was like, bro, you got apps that can hide ho- everything. Like that that been around. Um, and he's just like, well, I don't believe nothing anymore. I was like, well, hell, you shouldn't. But <laughs> um, I, I I but I think there is a difference in knowing uh, how my sister and how my boss have raised their kids, um, and you can see the difference. So like my niece, she posted a picture. She ain't posting no more pictures like that, is she taking them? Probably so. Is she posting them? Nope. No. Now my boss's daughter, she didn't got banned from TikTok. She didn't got banned from Instagram. Like, not by my boss, by TikTok.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's saying something.
3: That, yeah,
1: because they're yeah, for them to be like, stop. That, that means something.
3: Yeah, no, they shut her, they shut her account down. Well, he so she actually had a different account where she was doing like promo like shirts and hair scrunchies and stuff like that. But the the picture she was taking, uh, he made her cancel that account. Well, then she started another one and got it up to like so many thousands of followers. And now she just don't post no more. Cause
2: mm-hmm. That's crazy. I think um, when it comes to... So- First of all, when it comes to social media, we have all control as parents to do what we have to do to protect our kids. Now, we, we may not can't control those outside forces, but we also... We, we can influence those outside sources, right? So um, one of the things that has an area there in my heart is creating a community for my kids. Like, I need to create a community that that I feel, like, like not I'm not saying she can't have her own community, but she needs a community that I feel like will pour in the same values, the same heart, and the same love that I would give her. And so I think off for me, um, when it comes to, I'm first of all, I'm limited, like, and I'm I'm grateful because my, my kid is not really into it. She really just got on TikTok, um, but even then, Apple, I, Apple iPhone system limits. You only got 45 minutes, right, um, for every day, all day. 45 minutes for YouTube. 45 minutes for TikTok. 45 minutes. Why? Because you got 45 minutes and the hours of practice you could be doing. You got you got so much other things that you could be doing. So these are some of some of the notes that see. Josh, you talk about me. You know I have to go and be extra. So here are my points. Um, We have to make sure that the values are established in our kids. Like, what are your house values? What are you teaching your kid? So when I walk away from my kid, I know that somebody says strip, she's not going to be like, okay, you know, like, or take a risky picture. She's going to think twice. Why? Because of the values that we established in her. I think we have to make sure, number one, we, we worry about our kids, but then when you see what they're doing, that's just a reflection of what you've been doing. So if they taking naked pictures, what values have you established? If they're taking racy picture, what values have you have you established for yourself? Um, another thing is like identity. We have to help our kids with their identity because if we don't help our, our kids with our identity at home, I've said this already, but if we don't help mm-hmm. our kids with our identity at home when they do go out, we think about it, we're influenced all the time all it takes is one person to recognize what your weakness is and your influence right and so we mm-hmm. need to understand these identity things in our crisis and help our kid like i wish somebody not really and I, i'm gonna say this because this was just something i went through through, through college right i wish somebody would have sat me down and said okay kevin have a drink okay kevin have another drink okay kevin now you're starting to feel that your tongue getting on chill okay, yeah, you're, you're tipsy, right? Like mm. these are, and these are some things that I will be teaching my child. Like, Hey, if you want to have a drink, we're going to sit down and I'm going to teach you how to drink. So you won't get out there and have too much drinks. And then you calling me something happened. Like we have to help them with our identity, help them with these things that they're going to go through. We have to establish trust. Like we are, when our kids trust us, and, and they know that we trust them and we've established yeah. trust. And now we may lose trust, right? But when we establish trust, then guess what? If I post that, I'm gonna break my dad's trust. If I do what you say, I'm gonna break my dad's trust. And I don't wanna break my dad's trust because we just built this. And and I, 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 I you know, even if, even if you allow them to break their trust and know what it takes to build trust up again, I think we, those are just some things that I think, um, build a community, values, personal yeah. goals. Uh, this is the last one. What is your goal on social media? We grown, we grown people. If you can get on social media, what's your goal? Why are you on here? Oh, it's just entertainment, bet you only get 30 minutes of it, right? Like, what what are our personal goals and then letting those personal goals live in our kids, not as kids, but as they go out and as they explore? So that's all I got. Those are some of my points.
3: Bro, I hate social media. Like, you know, you know me. I hate, so I, bruh, Hey, can't wait till I make my money, I'm off. Like, (laughs) bruh, I, I can't, I I can't stand social media, like. But I think, and and it's like, and and if I got some people that follow me and they listen to this, that's cool. But like, listen, like real talk, like I only post on social, like, so Facebook. I only post about my kids so that you can see my post about my podcast. Hmm. Otherwise, like real talk, but- like I, yo, I love y'all. If I see you in real life, I'll show you my kids, but like, I don't care that much to post. So you guys can see pictures of my kids. I don't care. I post them. So you guys will engage with them. So the algorithm will show you the post about my podcast and then you'll listen to it.
2: But see, and I think, and I think <laughs> that is so important because guess what? Now that's the value in his house. And so when they say, daddy, what are you doing? And why are y'all? Oh, I'm just posting to make sure that we get our advertisements out and we get this. So what's the purpose or what's the goal? Like my whole purpose on Instagram is not necessarily be on Instagram be like the mentor coach. I'm stalking my teenage boys that's supposed to be going to school and not you going to be school. Posting, ever. ever. Why? Because that's not what I'm and guess what? I'm a I'm a high, I'm a relational person. It's I, we're not relational if I'm just putting a post and you ain't commenting. So I'm gonna jump in your DM and I'm gonna say, yo, what's up? I hadn't seen you in a minute where you at and all my team fathers that's on here they'll probably comment yep you know he right cuz he sure do be checking on me like I, and that's but that was my intention on getting onto social media my intention wasn't to start a company my intention was how can i stay connected with my students how can i stay connected with my, those who I coach, how can I stay connected um, and keep them motivated and share some personal stuff. So I think that those personal goals really, really matter. And then when kids have personal goals and I tell my kid all the time, you could be a singing rock star right now. Let's make posts.
0: What's up? Nice. Nice. Okay. We have a question that we typically ask all our guests. I'm going to kind of modify it just a little bit, just to fit this specific purpose, but if you had to pick one trait, a personal trait characteristic or so forth that you feel you have benefited from most af- as being a father, what do you think fatherhood has brought to your life?
3: I don't understand one trait.
0: One pati- did, I, did I phrase it right? Let me, let's
1: see. You know, if you could pick one particular trait that you didn't know that you had, that fatherhood brought out of you, that enhanced because you became a father. What part of you is better because you have kids now? I, I'm
3: gonna give a, a right answer. I'm not uh whatever you answer is right, bro. There's no right answer. No, that there for me there like I, the, the other one was uh, I'm if you haven't understood, like notice by now, I'm extremely sarcastic. Um, <laughs> but it just is the way it is but no i would say my um my patience is that a trait hmm. okay yeah, yeah. Right. i think between being married um and kids but more so the kids because i have a very short uh fuse for adults um simply because my expectation is you're an adult uh, you should act accordingly. Um, and if you don't, I'm going to keep it moving. Um, but it's my wife. I'm, I am i got to be here forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think I, I, watched, I saw something on uh, Instagram the other day. It was just like, yo, like, I'm getting in this relationship to die. Like, one of us going to die before this relationship is over. So that's a, Lord willing, that's a long time. You know what I mean? So I got to figure out how to be patient with you. But at the same, like, I think it's more so, just accepting who my wife is and, and learning to, you know what I'm saying? Like, like navigate that. I don't know if that's the right word either, but that's the word I'm going to use. Um, Oh, my kids, they, bro, they are figuring it out. They, they just got here. You know what I mean? And, and they are literally flying by the seat of their pants. And so, uh, learning to be patient and and, and understanding what they're actually trying to convey. Um, you know, my three-year-old, it's a little easier because she could talk, um, but she don't always talk. She's man, man, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I got to try to figure that out. But the 18-month-old, she she can't talk. So for her, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of times she'll just stick her hand out and grab my hand and take me to where she wants me to go. Um, but, you know, like, yeah, patience is, is definitely uh, what I didn't know I had as much of because I look when I was a kid, I was a i was literally a ticking time ball like i would punch holes in things i would break mailboxes like i had an anger issues, like bad and i just did not have the capacity to have patience for anything that's just how i was praise god never been a fighting day in my life but i would hit everything else but a person i don't want to get hit either so that's not thing. <laughs> um, but the patience is uh surprisingly mm. And now I'm more patient with people sometimes. Adults, it's I'm still working on it. Praise God. Um, because I don't know. I just figured people are grown like we, we grow patience. Kev, patience. why why you asked me three times where the links at? <laughs> <laughs> Cause,
2: I could, Cause I couldn't find them. No, uh, I couldn't find them either, bro. <laughs> mine, mine was um empathy um I, I i learned how to be more empathetic because i i learned that i was more sympathetic as a person so oh <laughs> now it's like okay okay i understand what, what, where you're at yeah. i understand how you feel now what are we going to do to get better what are, or what can we do to correct this situation or what can we so it's just more empathy um is what i've learned um, as I became a father, um and if you're a believer, man, the love of God just like i I knew what love was, but then when I had a kid, I was like, man, this is how God loves me. like, like you did wrong, but I love you. I'm gonna beat you up, mm. but I'm gonna love you. you know, i you don't understand what I'm saying. I'm trying to show you the right way, but I'm gonna love you, you know, like it's just one of those things like it really opened up my eyes of what a heavenly father looks like we're sinners and we don't ever do right. But he'd be like, Hey, yeah, I'm still bless you. You know, I'm still take care of you. And so I, uh, so for me um, as a believer, it, 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 it magnified the love that uh, my heavenly father has for me too. So it, empathy and the love of God for me. Mm.
0: Love it. See, no wrong answers. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> love it. well uh, did you have a question Uh, i would i was gonna say that i wanted to give you guys the floor for some self-promotion tell us what you guys are up to where our listeners can find you and um what she said just put it all out there tab what you got Man,
2: y'all already know, we Dads on Purpose Podcast. You can find us on our handle at Dads on Purpose Podcast. And definitely check us out on YouTube at Dad on Purpose Podcast. Make sure you like, save, share, all those good things. On social media, you can find your boy at The Mentor Coach. Listen, it's all about relationship with me. Don't come in there looking for a whole bunch of heavy content. But if you're looking for someone to connect with, if you're looking for somebody to encourage you, if you're looking for some, for some coaching, holla at your boy.
3: Mm. Yo, you can find me Instagram uh Dad on Purpose. I don't post a lot. Usually it's about my kids. Um I'm gonna be real. I'm a ghost follower for a lot of people. I use Instagram uh primarily to enhance myself. And so just because I'm hey, I'm gonna just be real with you. The fact that you follow me don't mean I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna be real. <laughs> I, I, listen. I there's there's a certain uh Uh, uh, a certain benefit i'm looking from from instagram and so i follow certain people for a specific reason um i love you to life we can you can send me dms all the time we can chop it up but uh you know hey i might not follow you back if you want to follow back go to dad's on purpose podcast um you can find us on dad's on purpose on podcast uh youtube spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all those things. If you like the hoodies, TLCBrand.com, TLCBrand.com. Use the code DADLIFE, uh, 20% off your first order, TLCBrand.com. And make sure you go to YouTube and subscribe because we're trying to get 500 subscribers and we only got 103.
0: You're going to get there. You're going to get there. Yeah, bro, it's, it's, bro, we, it's we happening good. ASAP. <laughs> we're
2: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate. Well, thank
0: you guys for joining us. I I think this has given us a lot of great, like one content, but like two things to really sit and marinate on because some of these were real like nuggets. And sometimes you have to sit on a nugget and really absorb that.
1: I agree. I agree. It was nice to hear from some fathers. You gave me some stuff that I can kind of throw around in my head. I got, I feel, I, I always want to try to learn as a father yeah. trying to get yeah. back absolutely so that's why i like listening to you two guys so this was even kind of a learning experience you know light of awesome. testimony i can sit down and kind of appreciate this so i'll be listening to this a
2: few times amen so that's what's thank up you very much for your time me bro. too i appreciate it <laughs> I
0: hope we'll have you on in the future to talk more about feminism feminism
3: i mean yo you can come on the podcast and talk about sleep because your boy yo. your boy
0: We'll do that. We'll do that. You need to do that. But in the meantime, Harvey, I think we have absolutely come to the conclusion that love is purposeful.
1: Love is purposeful.
0: Love is many things.
1: But this good love is Black.
0: Thanks for listening to the Love is Black podcast.
1: Please help support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a review.
0: And connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Love Is Black Podcast.
1: See you next week.